Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, John Chapman, and oh boy, for (laughs) all of my negative people out there, this is going to be your episode. So if you listened to the previous one, we went over the best draft picks over the last 20 years for the 49ers from 1999 to 2019 and this is the black mirror of draft pick episode it's going to be bad we are talking about the worst picks over the last 20 years for the 49ers and again let me just go over my reasoning for positive picks i was looking for all pro and pro bowl years and uh, where they were drafted and things like this, and that kind of uh, determined that. However, none of these people are going to have Pro Bowl years or all pro years, and you do have to take into account draft capital. So here's the deal. This is it's going to get bad. So j- just award you, man. Let's let's have some fun and it, remembering the bad times helps us embrace the good times better. I, I consider myself a positive person, so uh, we'll see how this goes. Now we have had 27 first rounders over the last 20 years. Only two of those first-rounders never technically started a game. Again, 1999 all the way to to this year's draft class, and you have to leave the rookies out this year, obviously. But of 27 first-rounders, two have never started a game technically, and that is Reggie McGrew and Rashawn Woods. So, yeah, that, that's pretty rough. And I can hear some of you guys saying, well, hey, J.J., because, yeah, he, he actually started three games for the Chiefs, so he never started one for the 49ers, but he did get three starts on the Chiefs, so that separates him there a little bit. We'll talk about AJ in a second. 16 second rounders over that time, and of those 16 second round picks, only one of them never started a game, and I'll give you a second to see if you think you can guess that second rounder who never started a game in the NFL for anybody. The answer is 
LaMichael James. So just a little bit of trivia there. Let's jump into it. Now, you can disagree with me big time on this order. That's okay with me. Gosh, I hate this first player. I, I cannot stand him. And you're probably going to already know who it is, and that's okay. A.J. Jenkins. I don't even like saying his freaking name. He is absolutely just... Problem is this. If you just suck at football, that's one thing. Yeah, I don't like you. But if Jerry Rice <laughs> offers you a chance to go work out with him, and you just say, no, nah, I'm good. What is wrong with you? One, you play wide receiver, so you should know who he is and want to be around him. I don't play wide receiver. I never played wide receiver. I want to hang out with Jerry Rice. That would be amazing to go on a workout with him. So you decline the GOAT, so off to a horrible start. Zero catches ever for the 49ers. He never had a catch as a wide receiver drafted in the first round. He had one target. That is it. Now, um, he did leave and go to the Chiefs, as I said, but he had 17 catches on 33 targets and one fumble, never scored a touchdown, and he was out of the league just after three years. But you mean to tell me, I understand people are going to say, but he was drafted with the 30th pick, so you probably shouldn't put that much uh, capital into that, but golly, man. To be a first-round wide receiver and to have zero catches for that team, I don't think that's happened very often. Um, I would be willing to say maybe two or three times. I need to do some research and see if that has ever happened to anybody else. But just a screen pass. Good Lord. Try to build this kid's confidence, but he was just awful. And you'd see him on the sidelines perfectly content. The kid just... It's weird because you can go back and watch the film whenever he was uh, playing for the Illini, and he was just all over the field. Good hands, good routes, uh, good speed. It, it just didn't translate. Now, this is the biggest problem whenever we get to draft busts. How do you measure their will to want to play? Once they get that money, some people just check out, don't like the life, don't like the commitment. How do you measure that? Because if you're interviewing and having an official you know, draft interview or combine or whatever, you could say, tell me what you like, uh, your preparation. Every single kid in the world's going to say, oh, yeah, I watch a lot of film. This is really important to me. You know, they get talking points and they go through it. It's really rough to get through and figure out who this person is. And our number two player, we're staying at the wide receiver position. Rashawn Woods, 2004 draft class, number 31 overall. Oh, good Lord. He was rough, man. Um, he was really rough. And here's the problem. He only played in 14 games in his entire career. The lowest of any player selected in the first or second round. So that's the thing. Like if we look at, you know, A.J. Jenkins, which gosh, I got to stop saying his name. He at least participated in 28 games over his career. Rashawn Woods is less than half of that. But the difference between Rashawn Woods and, and A.J. Jenkins is he actually had some catches. So he was out of the league after one year. Uh, that's it, just one and done. He had seven receptions for 160 yards and one touchdown on 23 targets, a 30% catch rate. 
that is I don't think that's about as bad as it can get for a first for anybody. So 30% catch rate is just awful. Now, he, and here's a big reason why I didn't put Rashad Woods number one. You could, and I'm not going to argue with you. One, he actually had seven catches and scored a touchdown. Two, we traded back. So because we traded back um, from 28 to number 31 with the Chargers, we got an extra fourth. Um, we drafted Richard Seiger. Seiger, I think I'm saying that wrong. He was the linebacker. He never started a game for us either, but at least we got some draft capital. He did get a touchdown, but to be a first-round wide receiver, and Rashad Woods was a specimen, man. To be out of the league in one year again, the fact that no other teams took a shot at him, and he didn't really want to. He was just kind of done. Man, just <laughs> makes me shiver thinking about it. You waste all that draft capital. Gosh, man, it, it just hurts. And, you know, it, I hate doing the whole, well, let's look and see who we could have had instead because there's always going to be great people that are drafted afterwards. It's just what it is. But the next pick after Rashawn Woods was Ben Watson. Um, one of the longest playing tight ends in the history of the NFL. Uh, one of the best blocking tight ends in the history of the NFL. He's still playing with the Patriots. And also, on top of that, he's a Walton pa- Walter Payton uh, Award winner and finalist. Uh, just amazing human being. Um, so it, that's frustrating. You know, there's lots of talent that you can look on that went after Bob Sanders, the safety, uh, two all-pro seasons. There's just so much. Now, that was a pretty terrible draft class, but you still got to look at the fact, man, what a waste. Number three, we are going back to one of the things I mentioned earlier. Reggie McGrew, 1999, number 24th overall, defensive tackle out of Florida, and he was just trash. He, He just never really amounted to anything. He was considered a starter for one year, but that was about it. He played in 22 games over two years as a situational player. He did get a couple starts, 10 total tackles, one sack, and he was out of the league after two bad years. Nobody really wanted to take a stance with him. They didn't want to do anything, and and that's the thing. Whenever you have first-round pedigree, especially in today's NFL, usually you get second and third chances. But to play so bad in two years that the rest of the NFL is just like, oh, no, I'm good. I, I, I'm all right. Let's just stay out of this one. And that lets you know how bad of a player they are. And so especially whenever you go DT that early, which is a bad position to take that early back in the old days. That's when we were doing the 3-4 system and all that kind of stuff. Just a bad pick. So why not stay <laughs> with bad picks at the defensive line? And let's talk about Kentuan Balmer. Now, we're going to spend some time on Kentuan Balmer because here's the deal. We at least traded. <laughs> That's about the only good thing that we can say. We traded back to get him. So we're going to run through a couple trades because this one's going to go for a few years. So defensive tackle out of North Carolina with major workout concerns and all those things, super elite athlete. 2008 draft, we got him with pick number 29 overall. He never started a game in San Francisco. Eventually, we trade him to Seattle, which I'm going to talk about. He's played, uh, started 11 games for Seattle. But we got a steal in this trade, and this is a big reason why I have Kentuan Balmer at the number four spot. 
and not um, you know where, where he is now. Here's the deal. We trade with the Colts. We gave them our 2007 second rounder, and they took Tony Hugo. Okay, we got a 2007 fourth and a 2008 first. So uh, we give up in the draft before Kentuan Bomber. We give up our second rounder. I remember this. I was really, really upset. They drafted Tony Hugo. He didn't really play that great, but he was decent, much better than Bomber. Now, with the 2007th pick that we dropped back for in the fourth round, we got Deshaun Golston, which if you didn't listen to my previous episode, I have Deshaun Golston rated as the ninth best pick that we have had over the last 20 years. He was a one all-pro year, two pro bowlers, uh, just insane interceptions, uh, great ball skills, and just destroyed people going over the middle. So we get a great player because of Kentuan Balmer. That's what it is. So we take Colston with the 2007 fourth rounder we got, and we get Balmer with the 2008. But we're not done. Because after Balmer sucks it up with us, we trade him to Seattle for a six-rounder. We get Colin Jones. Now, Colin Jones didn't really work out, but guess what? We trade him again. <laughs> so we trade Colin Jones to the Panthers. One year later, we get a seventh-round pick in 2014. We spend it on Caleb Ramsey. He never panned out and never played in a game either. But I think there's a little bit of possible, I don't I guess, sunshine. I think we can say that, you know, with this pick because it did net us one of the better players in over the last 20 years that we've drafted. Now, what makes it even more sad is if we just wanted to stay at the position in the draft that we took Kentuan Balmer as a defensive lineman, Calais Campbell was still on the clock. If we wanted to go just best position available, Jordy Nelson, Deshaun Jackson, uh, there are just a lot of dudes that Jamal Charles was there. Good Lord. That was a stacked draft class, and we totally whiffed on that. So uh, that's what it is. Uh, that's top four. Here we go. Number five, LaMichael James. Holy cow. Like I said, never started a game. The only second round over the last 20 years that you could say that for. We got him in the second round, number 61 overall, which is nice because it was in the 60s. So it was towards the very end of the second round, but still awful. It's just... It's just awful. 14 games played for San Francisco, 41 rushes for 184 yards, which is a great yards per carry. Like he was explosive. It's like 4.7 off the top. Of my, I think I remember seeing that number. Uh, never scored a touchdowns, but what got him out of the NFL faster than anything? Five fumbles on 41 rushes. That is ridiculous. He was out of the NFL in three years. People tried to put him at special teams. I think he went to Miami. Um, then he came back to San Francisco. Uh, when we got Chip Kelly back, although it was just bad. It was just bad. The very next pick after LaMichael James was defensive back Casey Hayward, who uh, Pro Bowl corner for a long time. And what's sad is Lamar Miller and Alfred Morris were still on the clock. Good Lord. Um, Alfred Morris almost won Rookie of the Year, and Lamar Miller is still a starting running back in the NFL. It's a, so a major loss there. Ugh, gosh, that makes me just gross. So if you are still listening, you're sitting there saying, I guarantee you this guy's name is in the back of your head saying, where is Giovanni Kramazzi? Now, the reason why I have him at number six is because we took him in the third round, uh, number 65 overall, never started or completed a pass in a game. 
He was absolutely awful. He just, why do you draft a quarterback from Hofstra? I don't know. <laughs> why do you draft him in the third round? I don't know. And what makes it so much worse and why NFL history cannot forget this guy is because Tom Brady was still on the board. Now, Tom Brady's not going to go until pick number 199, uh, the sixth round. Uh, but the idea you could have had probably the second best quarterback in the history of the NFL behind Joe Montana, that's huge. Now, one reason why I don't give a lot of, I don't consider this one of the worst picks or move it up higher is because we still got Tim Rattay in that draft. We drafted two quarterbacks that year, uh, Tim Rattay in the seventh round, and he panned out pretty well. And here's the thing. They moved on from him pretty quick. And what makes it even more funny, I'm doing some research. Apparently, he is a yoga goat herder. Now, he practices yoga, lives on a ranch, doesn't own a TV, and he just spends time with his goats and practices yoga. So good for him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really know what else to say about him. Now, number seven, this is a recent one. And uh, this is the only one that stays with our front office now. And that's Joe Williams, fourth round running back. We got him number 121 overall out of Utah. And I did not like this pick. It's funny whenever your team picks somebody that makes you scratch your head. And you say, man, I hate that pick. And then you try to talk yourself into it. We all do this, right? Well, maybe they could do this. Well, yeah, it's bad, but... And the thing with him is he quit on his team. He went through a lot of rough stretch with his sister, and uh, it's just really, really bad. And I don't want to get too much into that, but there were just a lot of red flags. And Kyle Shanahan, this, is, this one's on Kyle Shanahan much more so than it is on John Lynch. He was off of John Lynch's board. We get into the fourth round, and this is the pound-the-table guy. That Kyle Shanahan says, I have to have this guy. If we don't get him, he I think the quote was, I lost sleep thinking we might not get this kid. We trade up. Gosh. We trade up with the Colts. We gave up a fourth and a fifth round pick to get Joe Williams. And he had zero carries. He never carried the ball in the NFL. And again, we traded up for this guy. And what the Colts got with that fourth and fifth round pick is two starters still. Marlon Mack, who is probably a top 12 running back in the NFL, and Anthony Walker, a starting middle linebacker on one of the better defenses in the NFL. Uh, both are stud starters for the Colts, and we got Joe Williams. And the problem was we saw it right off the bat. Matt Breida was an undrafted free agent rookie in that draft class, and it took rookie minicamp to see the difference. Joe Williams last in the drill for every year he was with the 49ers. Pisses me off as a former coach. Try to have some urgency as practice, the way you practice, the way you play. Lackadaisical. Just didn't care. Didn't want to be there. Showed up out of shape. Man, just commitment just wasn't there, which we saw through the draft process. And so just an awful pick, especially whenever you look at what we gave away in a fourth and a fifth rounder to have zero carries as a running back. Um, man, just absolutely awful. But hey, at least it got up Sprita. I absolutely love that guy. Um, so those are the top seven. The next ones I'm going to just kind of fly through very, very quickly. 
these are my honorable mention terrible draft picks and you can go in any order here let's start with our all acl teams <laughs> if we go back to balky and where he just drafted so many acl guys thinking we were getting such a crazy steal in value um and they never even played uh will redmond 2016 cornerback that we got in the third round number 68 overall uh, played in five games as a special teamer, and that's it. He was part of the all-ACL team that we had to redshirt and then came back. Brandon Thomas, if you remember the offensive tackle out of Clemson, 2014 draft class, we got in the third round, pick number 100 overall, and everybody said, oh, such a great pick. You redshirt him. You've got a starting guard or a tackle for the thing. Never played a snap in the NFL. Um, absolute waste of a pick. Uh, Derek Hamilton, if we go back further, wide receiver that we drafted in 2004. Uh, we got in the third round, number 77 overall, played in two games, never had a catch. Um, but again, he's a third round wide receiver. So I, I don't want to include these guys with the lower draft capital in those top tier worst picks ever because we didn't have to give up as much. Mike Rumpf, he is probably one of the top picks. I had him in, then I bumped him back, then I deleted him, then I added him back to honorable mention just because I don't know how, what to do with him. 2002 draft class, he was the number 27 overall pick. So he was a first rounder, but he was just a career special teamer. He did play for a very long time um, as a special teamer, but that's the thing. Like, what, what do you, what do you do with that? If you're just playing special teams, that's not that great. But I don't know. He he belongs in this category, but he did contribute some. So uh, what do you do with that? Just makes you feel kind of gross. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike Rumpf was a bad pick. Let's just be honest. And then two recent ones: Joshua Garnett, 2016. We traded up. We gave up a lot to get this guy. We gave up a second, a fourth, and a sixth rounder. The problem with Joshua Garnett is he just cannot stay healthy. He's still on our roster, so uh, it's possible he could be a backup guard, I think. Uh, what would be best for him is to go to a different system in general, but he's been through uh, two different offenses. You know, Chip Kelly traded up to get him. Um, when it, it was just a bad pick, and so a bad scheme fit, and then health on top of that. Hopefully, he's a good dude, and he works hard. He just can't stay healthy. And now what we gave up for him, again, the second, fourth, and sixth rounders, man, Chiefs took Chris Jones, who's a top-five defensive tackle. We lost on that. The other two players didn't pan out. Parker Ellinger and DJ White, neither one of those really did anything or panned out, just special team players. But you've got to put Joshua Garnett and just this huge loss that is in there. And then, you know, last but least, last guy, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about him, but Reuben Foster, you've got to put it in there. Um, we traded up to get him with a division rival, the Seattle Seahawks. Now, they squandered the picks. They, they didn't do much with it, but two years and he's gone. That And that's a rough draft class, especially if you consider Solomon Thomas, who's not on this list. I'm not saying he's on this list, but uh, definitely has not lived up to the number three overall pick. And then Reuben Foster off the team in two years, just an absolute you know, bad person and all the stuff that he's got into, whatever. Just got injured. His injury is very, very bad. He will be out this year, possibly longer. I wouldn't be surprised if he never has a snap in the NFL again. And um, a guy that you know, I don't want injuries ever to happen to anybody, 
But uh, I definitely do not feel bad for this man at all. Really ruined a, a, a chance to be something special. And again, a big reason why I didn't put him in the top level is the games that he did play for the 49ers were elite production. He's just a horrible person, and the draft capital return is just not there. So um, just want to say thanks again, guys. Um, I am releasing this one a little bit late because I'm going to be out of town, as I said in the previous um, episode, doing work for SportsCon, Eat Sleep Fantasy, Dynasty League Football, Sleeper Wire, uh, all kinds of different stuff. So I'm taking a little break from the 49ers to just be about a week and a half. Um, but I just want to let you know I hate uh, not having continuous content out there available for everybody. And I just want to say thanks. This podcast has really taken off volume-wise, and I really do appreciate all of the support and all of the love that you guys uh, put on Twitter. And if you do not follow me on Twitter, please do so. That's where I'm most active, at JL underscore Chapman, JL underscore C-H-A-P-M-A-N. And if you haven't, please rate and review the show on iTunes is the best way or wherever you listen. That really helps us out a lot. Really appreciate it. And if you're going to be in Dallas on July 13th that saturday night um, i will be hosting draft night out at top golf it's going to be an absolute blast head over to draftnightout.com and you can see what all we have available there um crazy amount of sports giveaways jerseys helmets the footballs drinks food top golf live fantasy football drafts going on entertainment it's going to be an absolute blast so uh, again if you know anybody in dallas just send them over to draft nightout.com and uh, look forward to seeing some of you guys if you do come out please come up and introduce yourself um, I would love to buy you a beer last time I said that I tried to steal a taco truck in Nashville but uh, hey it's what it is hope to see some of you guys out there and reach out to me and let me know if you are coming um, look forward to it guys and man before we know it it's going to be back to training camp oh so close all right stay strong faithful Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.